0: Today, we're watching Star Trek, The Next Generation, with the leader of the Klingon Empire dying. He appoints Picard to help choose his successor, but when Kelir returns for the proceedings and brings Worf's son with her, everyone's honor will be put to the test.
1: From November 3rd, 1990, it's Season 4, Episode 7, Reunion, or... Kaleir is not my lover She's just a Klingon Who wants me to know my son But Jachu has just begun (laughs) You're
0: ridiculous Uh, (laughs) I'm Cam, that's Dan And this is a Klingon Heart of the Matter
1: And when she was last on, we had a cling-on heat of the moment. We did. <laughs> tell me what your heart
0: <laughs> Popular music is ridiculous, and I adore it. Isn't it dumb? But it's, it's so fucking great. ridiculous. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, Dan, this Cam. fucking episode. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So much happens. Um, I'm starting. I'm starting to get into this this Klingon culture stuff. I have a feeling that every time we deal with them, it's going to have something to do with the Klingon High Command, because it's easier <laughs> to just put a few Klingons in makeup than to go to their homeworld all the time. But uh, I'm 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 really enjoying all the intricacies of their culture. This is, this is becoming fun for me. And what an episode. What an episode, Cameron. What a goddamn episode.
0: I, I agree. It's, it was remarkable mm-hmm. and incredibly well executed and features our beloved Susie Plaxon once again as Kalir and, mm-hmm. like, you know, <laughs> Charles Cooper as Compeck again. It was just, it was like an old reunion. And you finally get to meet Gowron, and now I'm going to send you 800 memes.
1: Gauron, <laughs> the man with eyes so large, they encompass his entire face. Gauron,
0: <laughs> which is short, which is Klingon for,
1: oh! <laughs> <laughs> Gowron, he's Sauron, but with two eyes instead of one. <laughs> mm, he definitely looks like he's eating a baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he totally does. Oh! But we should probably tell everybody what happened in this crazy wackadoo episode. We definitely should. It was crazy and
0: wackadoo and so good. So. So good. On Stardate 442-46.3, the Enterprise is met by a Klingon Vorcha class battlecruiser and Ambassador Kalir. Beautiful ship. Absolutely. Request to speak with Captain Picard on an urgent matter. When she beams aboard, she brings a young Klingon boy. Based on his previous romantic experience with Kalir... (laughs) I just about said Michael Dorn. (laughs) Based on his previous romantic experience with Kalir, Worf suspects the child is his. Kalir warns the senior staff of a power struggle occurring within the Klingon Empire and implores Picard to meet Chancellor Kempek once again played beautifully by Charles Cooper, aboard the battlecruiser. On the Klingon ship, Kempeck acknowledges that he has been poisoned by wine and is slowly dying, and insists that Picard become the arbiter of succession and identify his assassin. Kempeck dies shortly afterward. In a private moment, Killir confirms to Worf that the Klingon boy is his son, Alexander, and she did not tell him for fear that he would have and insist on a deeper relationship with her. Worf, already burdened by his discommendation, fears for Alexander's future, given the stigma of his family name. Moch.
1: Ugh. (laughs) One of those (laughs) moch kids. Ugh.
0: (laughs) The two challengers for leadership of the council are Gowron, played by Robert O'Reilly. You will remember that name. And once again, Doras, played again by Patrick Massett. They arrive for the rites of succession. Worf still harbors hatred for Doras, who had falsely revealed his father, Moch, as a traitor in the Kittimer Massacre, and stained Worf's family name. Both Garon and Doras attempt to quickly end the proceedings, but a small explosion erupts in the assembly hall. Picard and Kalir are safe, but decide to draw out the rites using an archaic ceremony while the Enterprise crew performs forensic analysis on the explosion. Though both resent the longer form, Gauron and Duras have little choice but to agree and continue the rites. The Enterprise crew discover that the explosion came from a Romulan bomb worn by one of Duras' guards. Kalir, aboard the Enterprise, has become intrigued and tries to find out why Worf was discommon- discommended. Mm-hmm. This fucking, fucking outcast. Dissed. Why he got dissed? dissed on. <laughs> Why he got <laughs> dissed? She accesses the Klingon records and comes across evidence that Duras's father is the true traitor of the Kettler massacre. Duras is notified of Kalir's access to the records and transports aboard the Enterprise, and also mortally wounds her. Worf soon discovers Kalir, dying just in time to reveal that Duras is her killer. She then has Worf promise to look after Alexander. Returning to his quarters, Warp grabs his batleth and leaves his combat badge behind, because his batleth brings all the boys to the yard, and he transports to Doras's ship. There he challenges Duras to the right of vengeance. Initially, Duras rebuffs Warp's claim, saying, you have no rights here, traitor. But Warp points out that Kalir was his mate, and since even Discommendated Klingons... Since even dist Klingons may have. (laughs) We're shortening it to dist because I just can't even. Since even dist Klingons may claim vengeance for a loved one's death, Duras accepts Worf's challenge. Worf easily gains the upper hand, but Duras taunts him. If Worf kills him, Worf can never regain his honor. Worf nonetheless strikes a killing blow. hi With Duras dead and no other challengers present... Garon is named Chancellor of the Empire. After the Klingons leave, Picard takes Worf to task for killing Duras. Though Worf defends his action as valid under Klingon law, as does the Klingon government, Picard reminds him that first of all he is a Starfleet officer and places a formal reprimand on his record. Wrist slap. Slap, slap that <laughs> wrist. <laughs> Worf and Alexander mourn their loss, and Worf places the boy in the care of his adopted parents, Sergei and Helena Rejchenko. Ugh. And so ends reunion. Daniel, 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 Daniel.
1: Cameron, Cameron, Cameron. Oh, my God.
0: Tell me me everything you loved about this episode right now. Tell me right fucking now. first
1: off, I I should have called the episode... uh, Alexander Rajenko. (laughs) His name is Alexander Rajenko. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Um, I want to say what a leap in quality from offspring, from the offspring to reunion. Jonathan Frake's second ever directorial attempt, only his second ever. Leaps and bounds better than the last. Right. Um, Now, granted, this script is, I mean, Normally, when something gets this plotty, it's like, come on, get to the point. But they beautifully weaved an A-line and a B-line together. And it what we end up with is a really powerful and moving story about family and honor and uh, uh, the broader culture that frames that context. And, you know, uh, Worf got to use his his you know uh <laughs> his buttress the, the, the thing you know the, the swoopy boomerang looking a deal his butlet his yeah his buttress it's no lamprey but it's god it's you're the worst. still it's still interesting it's still you know i i kind of get it now um Khalir, just every time she's so good and gone too soon. I want, I, I needed one more. Like from the minute she's there, not even a bite on the cheek for old times' sake. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, I just, I just want her to sit, to you know, come up and see me sometime. She's just got this old Hollywood like mirth and huskiness and charm to her voice. Oh, that's just so Ah, uh, she's she should al- always be in every room she's in she has a commanding presence she should be there she's she's she seems like the kind of diplomat that could deal with a militaristic culture like she she gets it she's yep. on the same level while not being, you know, you remember the episode where Riker was on the Klingon ship in the exchange program or whatever, and those Klingons were all like, ah, we're Klingons, Ah, ah, ah we're so klingon She, I feel like she would be at home with them, but also is totally at home on the Enterprise. Like she's perfectly right between, you know, she's, she's the best of both worlds. <laughs> she is indeed. I, I really enjoyed her performance. She brings out the best in Michael Dorn. The addition of Worf having a son, mwah, fabulous! I want him to be around in Picard. I need it. I need a grown up. I need a grown up mini Worf. Um, it's a good <laughs> chance to cast, uh, uh Yahya Abdul Mateen the second or somebody, yeah. somebody like that. Oh god, Give me that'd a, be so g- good, g- right? Mm, Doctor Manhattan himself. Mwah. I really like the dialogue. I like the betrayal. The combat wasn't too 60s fighty. Um and you know, it's it's that it's that weird thing where it's like ah, it's I I you either need to go more 60s fight or less 60s fight. You kind of <laughs> uh, it's right in the middle. It's either like give me the full fisty club or you know, back off. But seeing Wharf do some actual combat for once was nice. I'm like that's why he's chief of security. And right? uh I really enjoyed watching Picard diplomat the shit out of this and I was I was genuinely sad when Kalir died. I was yeah, genuinely sad. I was like, God, I you know I I want her around more. She's a great character. Now, you know, they had to go and fridge her, but Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's
0: that is true. But I I agree with you. Susie Plaxton is remarkable. She is... Oh, she's wonderful. She's exceptional. She's the best part of this episode by far. But also, I I adore all of the canonical implications that this has. I love that you finally, finally know who Gowron is. (laughs) And I love that... I love that Doras, and I mean... None of these people, well, Dores is obviously dead, but like his family is going to keep coming back, and they're even oh, better God damn than it. he is.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I was Daniel. literally thinking about the Kittimer massacre the other day, and I was like, wait, is that something from the Spanish-American War. I'm like, why am I thinking of the name Kittimer Massacre? And then we were reading this and I was like, "Oh right, it's Star Trek." <laughs> uh-oh. It's like the cannon's starting uh-oh. to interfere with your history knowledge. <laughs> I know. I'm like, "Well, you know, uh, when uh, when World it's- War 3 breaks out in 6 or 8 years. <laughs> 6 to 8 years. Um
0: but yeah, I also love What else did
1: you love? Tell me. Tell me, Cameron. Tell me. <laughs>
0: I loved Charles Cooper as Kimpak coming back, and I loved that he was poisoned and was so jovial about it. it. It just, it really spoke to Klingon culture. It was a beautiful moment that they constructed where he's like, yeah, I was poisoned. Someone is chicken shitting me, and it's why I need you to be involved because it's, exact, it's the exact opposite of what's supposed to happen. We will kill each other to our faces. We never go behind backs.
1: Yeah, that's some fucking Ferengi shit. It is. Yeah.
0: Well, and, like, I just, I loved that. I loved Picard being the arbiter. I loved that, you know, they got to do some forensic research to be, it, like, spoke to my little true crime heart about how mm-hmm. deeply they got to analyze and how after it was done, it was scandalous because it's, like, this asshole still involved with the Romulans. Yep. You know? Yep. just. And that Worf got to take his revenge. And, like, not just kind of, but, like, Jab his bat left straight into his heart, you know, which says a lot about Worf's character. Quick, but also justified and like full force. You know, it just. But
1: also totally avoidable if he would have just talked about his dishonor, about his discommodation. If he could have just talked about that, she never would have accessed the files, never would have been found out, and never would have been killed. So the moral of the story is men, you gotta work on your emotional communication. Absolutely. No, that's true. I
0: mean that's that's a hundred percent accurate. But also, you know, it's born to secrecy, even though Kim peck is dead.
1: You know, it's still uh it still feels like toxic Klingon masculinity to me. Oh, absolutely. I mean you're not wrong. It
0: 100 percent is. And we lost one of our favorite characters because of it. So coming from two snowflakes, you can fuck your own feelings, boomer. Um yeah. what? What? Soy boy for life! <laughs> Oh God! They're ripping statues down. I'll never be the same.
1: <laughs> oh, we'll never remember our history. You can't remember what you had for breakfast yesterday, so shut the fuck up. <sighs> <laughs> Anyways, what else was amazing about this? Um, I love everything. tricking them, and um, being like, "We're gonna do it the old-fashioned way," and they're like, "Boo! Just pick." <laughs> But Picard working with Kalir
0: too, you know, she's, she's a remarkable ally.
1: Oh, she's fabulous. Um, (sighs) (laughs) Gowrod, just a fucking (laughs) creep that we'll get to in the quotes. Uh, Yeah. Great quotes in this. The Romulan bomb. I mean, then the, and the Picard scene at the end, like there's just so many things that happen that just tie it all together so beautifully that it's hard to be, it's hard to be anything but moved, you know? So far, season four's doing pretty fucking good. It's doing pretty fucking good, Cameron. It really is.
0: There are a couple bummers, but, I mean, for the most part, it's an amazing...
1: Yeah, it's pretty pretty damn good.
0: Well, I mean, we've gushed and we've gushed and we've gushed, but I'm really curious, what did you hate about this episode?
1: Well, it wasn't all buttlets to the chest, was it, Cameron? <laughs> it wasn't all buttlets to the chest. <laughs> I really—I don't like when characters just get fucked and killed because of lack of communication. That's just—it always just kind of bugs me. Especially, like, this is the 24th century. It is indeed. Like— if you can't tell the mother of your child, like, I get it, different culture, honor bound, sworn to secrecy, blah, 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 blah. That's why I could never be a spy. I'd come home and be like, oh, my God, Courtney, do you want to know what Iran is doing? <laughs> like, okay, seriously, you can't tell anyone, but it's like crazy. Um, I mean, So I, I get same. it, I get it, but uh, I didn't like that Worf just couldn't tell her. She's the mother of your child. I know that she didn't tell you about that, but like y'all should kind of work through that. Yes, um, yes, you should. Also, she was totally fridged. For those of you who don't know what fridging is, it's when you kill a character just to motivate another. Uh, it comes from when Kyle Rayner was the Green Lantern in the early '90s, and they killed his girlfriend, and he found her body stuffed in his refrigerator. With a note from this crazy fucking villain that killed his girlfriend and stuffed her dismembered body in his fridge. It was unnecessary and only served to motivate him. So when you kill a character off for no reason just to motivate another, it's called fridging. And she was absolutely fridged. They fucking fridged her. Additionally, there are families on the Enterprise. You don't need to send your son away to be raised by your parents. Furthermore, you could just have your parents come on board. If you don't have time, be like, well, I guess I need a family pod now. My parents are moving in with me. Uh, Can I get a couple of shower chairs in my quarters? (laughs) Like You know, I, I just I don't like him sending him away. We have a we have a chance to rectify the Wesley crusher of it all, Cameron. We can have another child perspective on the enterprise that feels justified cuz he's a Klingon kid. It's not his culture, it's majority human ship. So he can be learning and growing and it'll be interesting instead of just like and now he has magic powers fucking Wesley brainiac shit. <laughs> like there's a real chance for Alexander to be a great character and they're just going to Send him off. Just send him off at the end. Just like, I'm not emotionally prepared to be your father. (laughs) Well, no
0: spoilers, but he does come back.
1: He fucking better and if they kill him off I'm gonna be livid because I need a next generation of Worf I need Alexander Rajenko to be in Picard or to be in something and just like there's so much potential there to have a three quarters Klingon character who's interesting and I care about ah, I'm so <laughs> amped about this what did
0: you hate <laughs> what I hated most of all was that Killier was just butchered we didn't get to see her defend herself because she would have fucking defended herself. Garron mm-hmm. would have walked away barely alive.
1: Yeah, he didn't seem to have a scratch on him. Which what the pisses fuck was that about?
0: me the fuck off. Because it's like, no, he should have been, he should have been an easy fight for Worf. He should have been in pieces because Killir is a magnificent warrior and smart. Mm-hmm. Like, she would have had weapons around. It wouldn't have just been all of a sudden, oh, you have a knife. There's nothing I can do. She's not that kind of person. She is the kind of person, like, she is like Catelyn Stark. She would take that dagger to her bare hands to stop it from killing her and from killing the people she loved. And where Mm -hmm. was Alexander? We don't know. He might have been there. Fucking shit. But, like, it's just, it pisses me off that they didn't give her a better send-off, that they didn't show her fighting for her life because she would have and it would have been and this
1: this episode could have used one more action scene it frankly could have,
0: honestly and it it just it makes me sad and i mean there is nothing more tragic than coming into a dying person's room and holding them and saying goodbye i mean that's one of the oldest tropes in the world because it still works but like exactly she she didn't deserve that they could have kept no. that scene and kept its magnitude and still shown her being a badass that's what pisses me off. Is she spent the entire episode being a motherfucking badass and an amazing character and just someone you are ro- constantly rooting for. And then, well, as one of my favorite Game of Thrones bloggers says, they did her dirty.
1: They done did her dirty. I I agree with you completely. She's such a great character and she's such a good foil and partner for Worf and to axe her after two appearances, like she's so charismatic. She's so good in the role. She is so perfect with Worf that I, I just, I, I can't, I can't abide them getting rid she's of her. She's
0: Vulcan in the streets, Klingon in the sheets. Come on, exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> she's everything you want. Now, this is a, this is a damn fine episode, but it is uh, a disservice to her and also Kempek. You know. Yeah, I liked him. Like he's he's gross and kind of skeevy, but like uh, an interesting and nuanced character who we've gotten to meet. What this was only his second appearance too, right? Yes. It's still a damn fine episode. It despite, really is, despite its hiccups, despite its hangups. Um, and I again, am so impressed with Jonathan Frakes from first episode to this episode. Such better feel for things yeah no
0: he's he's a remarkable talent and even Mm -hmm. his first episode was was pretty
1: good but like this is no you can definitely tell he like looked in the mirror one morning and was like well johnny you ain't gonna be beautiful forever better learn to do something else (laughs) (laughs) but he was wrong he's still hot (laughs) yep
0: and now he just is an actor director i know directs a lot he does he does not just Star Trek, no, though he does direct Star Trek oh and also my. a killer voice actor.
1: Mm-hmm. Ah, the smooth, velvety, almost trombone like voice of Jonathan Franks, <laughs> David Zanatos, who mm. even looks like
0: Jonathan fucking Franks. <laughs> I'm re watching Gargoyles, I'm sure you gathered that, but. <laughs>
1: Doo, doo, doo,
0: doo. <laughs> and it really is like a goddamn Star Trek reunion. Do you know who plays Eliza's mother?
1: Who? Gates McFadden?
0: Nichelle fucking Nichols. <laughs> oh,
1: no. Nichelle <gasps> <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> Nichols.
0: It's just, it's literally a goddamn Star Trek reunion. <laughs> and Marina Amazing. Sirtis has gone on record saying she's way more Damona than Deanna.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't doubt
0: that for a second. <laughs> Demona knows what she wants, and she gets it.
1: Mm-hmm. And what she wants is control over Goliath. Yes. That show. Well, the, the lady gargoyle's going to be a problem. <laughs> She's got to be the bad one. I'm like, eh, okay. It's a boy show, so the girl has to be bad.
0: <laughs> I mean, I feel you, but also... Marina Sertes' performance is so delicious that I never actually find her as just a villain. I always, whenever she's on screen, take
1: her side. I want a live-action CGI hybrid reboot of Gargoyles. That would be incredible. On Disney Disney? Plus, (laughs) 10 episodes a season. If you do Mandalorian in the fall, give me Gargoyles in the spring.
0: Yep. Well, and also just the animation. What they did with New York City is remarkable it's so pretty beautiful (laughs) so pretty because believe me i spent a lot of time standing up against buildings looking up admiring the architecture you don't stand in the middle of the sidewalk because then you're a fucking tourist you know what my favorite part about this episode was dan
1: was it the quotes it was the quotes
0: that's usually our favorite part (laughs) Or our least favorite part. Yeah. It's like we're actors or something, just hungering for attention.
1: Listen to my interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> After Worf has said he doesn't want to meet with Khalil because, you know, dishonor, Captain Picard's like, none of that fucking shit and says, Lieutenant. You are a member of this crew, and you will not go into hiding whenever a Klingon vessel uncloaks. I withdraw my request, sir. Are you my father? Yes, I am your father. Sir, I have acted within the boundaries of Klingon law and tradition. The High Council would seem to agree. They consider the matter closed. I don't. Mr. Worf... The Enterprise crew currently includes representatives from 13 planets. They each have their individual beliefs and values, and I respect them all. But they have all chosen to serve Starfleet. If anyone cannot perform his or her duty because of the demands of their society, they should resign. Do you wish to resign? No, sir. Then get it the fuck together, man. <laughs> Klingon tradition may hold the son responsible for his father's sins. I cannot. Treason was his father's crime. Duras's crime was to lay that blame on your father. I will not forget that. But you should not forget that you chose to accept the consequences of that lie.
0: To preserve the empire. Not even a bite on the cheek for old time's sake. Yes! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fucking This love is not her. just a case of simple mediation. You are asking me to choose the next leader of the Klingon Emperor? No. <laughs> of the Klingon Empire? <laughs> no. By
0: tradition, the two strongest challengers fight for the right of succession. As mediator,
1: only you can designate those challenges. But you have just said that there are only two challenges arriving. What is the point? I want you to discover which one
0: of them has killed me. Gauron, or Duras. Yes, Duras. I thought you would find that interesting.
1: Interesting? You could say that, since he tried to have me killed and conspired to strip Worf of his good name. And I approved.
0: All for the glory of the Empire. (laughs) That should be my epitaph. Find the assassin. The Klingon who kills without showing his face has no honor. He must not lead the Empire. Such a man would be capable of anything. Even war with the Federation Sorry, it was the poison. Even war with the Federation. (laughs) Very well. I accept. I'm the only one, Worf. The only one who can prove your innocence. Kill me and you're a
1: traitor forever. Then that is how it shall be! (laughs) Mr. Worf, isn't it time for the truth about your father's innocence to be told? After all, you only accepted dishonor to protect the name of Duras and hold the Empire together. Now that he has died in disgrace, what is gained by further silence?
0: Each member of the Klingon High Council has shared in that lie. They will not be so willing to admit their own dishonor. But the day will come when my brother and I will convince them to speak the truth. There is no honor in attacking the weak. A few minutes ago, you looked like someone with a question to ask. Must I ask the question? Yes, you must.
1: God damn it. <laughs> it's the <like laughs> Cameron Michael Farrin show, ladies and gentlemen. Buckle up. You should not have kept this from me. Well, now
0: you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> the fucking best. Were you concerned about me? As head of security, it is my duty to be concerned. Is that it? Just official concern for my well-being? Respect my wishes in this matter. I cannot take the oath with you, nor can I claim your son. If you cannot be his father, at least be his friend. I know little of Gowron, only that he is an outsider who has often challenged the council. But Duras, I know him. His heart is not Klingon. I almost said eyesight, or accidentally. Whoops.
1: (laughs) It's considered an honorable way for a Klingon to die. A suicide that takes an enemy with it. Mr. Worf, we have a conspiracy on our hands that could be a direct threat to the security of the Federation. Yes, sir. As Chief Security Officer, I want you to accompany me to the next proceedings. Captain, they will be incensed. My presence will be disruptive. Yes, it will. <laughs> <laughs> Teehee. <laughs> Where are the other Klingons?
0: There are no others on board. Why? The Federation and Klingon Empire were enemies for many years. No other Klingons have asked to serve in Starfleet. Why? A warrior does not ask so many questions.
1: Okay, uh, <laughs> I think we gotta do that, that Gowron. We do. Mm. <laughs> Have you never wondered about serving the Klingon Empire?
0: I serve in my own way.
1: As a Federation ambassador. A few rewards, but little glory. What do you want? What do you want? Command of a ship? A seat on the council? There are many opportunities for you in the Empire.
0: Opportunities that will present themselves only if you come to power. You talk like a Ferengi.
1: Kempak was also stubborn. He too refused to listen. Now he is gone. You need not make the same mistake. Kempak was old
0: and weak. I am not.
1: We will begin the Jachok.
0: What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like my Gowron What? <laughs> it was the
0: transition from Picard to Garon. You went, and it just. Well, I
1: gotta do the giant eyes. It's gotta be. We will begin the Jachuk. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: just so funny. This woman has been giving you bad advice,
1: Picard. The Jachuk is obsolete. It is my choice to respect the ancient rituals. Each of you will have to prove your worthiness to lead the High Council. That will take hours. Or
0: days, depending on your cooperation. (laughs) (laughs) Do not think of it as a weapon. Make it a part of your hand, part of your arm. Make it part of you. What do you want from me? After I die, you will act in my name. You will arbitrate the struggle for power. I will? No one in the council can be trusted. I have my reasons for wanting an outsider. Kempec, you can't possibly be serious. A Federation officer has no business. Nonsense. You are an accomplished mediator. This is no different than any other dispute requiring
1: your services. On the contrary... I think it is very different, and I must respectfully decline. If you refuse the dying request of the Klingon Supreme
0: Commander, it will be an insult by the Federation to all Klingons. Besides, I've already sent the order. The leaders of the two opposing
1: factions are on their way. You had no right to involve me in this without my permission. If I had asked,
0: you would have said no. (laughs)
1: Well that's probably right, you be old Dick.
0: <laughs> I have been informed of your attempt to access restricted council records. I have been investigating what happened at Kittimer. Not at all an easy task, considering that most of the records are sealed. Worf's father what wa- fa- <laughs> Worf's father Worf's father was a traitor. No. The evidence was altered to make it appear that way. I found it interesting to read that your father was also at Kittimer, and you are the one who sealed the records. You dare insult my father's name? Don't play the wounded Klingon for me, Duras. You don't do it very well. What happened in that council chamber? How did you get Worf to take the blame for you? Do not pursue this matter further. The son betrays his people to the Romulans, just as his father did, Duras. And then we get to Uh, see a uh, kick-ass fight, and this would be a perfect fight. Yep. You have never seen death. Then look, and always remember.
1: Cameron, 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 Cameron. Daniel, 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 Daniel. How many artfully wielded buttlets would you give this episode?
0: This is a 4.75 for me. It's just exceptional. I, I adore it. It's, except for the fridging of Kalia and not giving her an appropriate death, it's exceptional. It's just so good. It has so much canonical implication. We get to meet so many important people.
1: Gowron.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And you get to voice him forevermore.
1: Yay! It's just I, Gowron. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I'm gonna have to knock it a little more. I'm gonna have to say 4.25 because uh yeah, they fridged her, and honestly, I'm I'm a little disappointed in Worf for sending his son away.
0: I know. It's not good. It's not it's good not parenting. Good.
1: But you know, <laughs> But you know, what? Hit. You know? Hey, hey, hey. Oh, God. Oh, no. I'm aware weird Shatner. The full moon must be out. Ha! Ah, oh.
0: And also Bold, a weird Jordy.
1: Because
0: <laughs> it's been a while since we've heard from yeah, Jordy. Yeah,
1: Jordy ain't doing shit right now. Well, I got over my weird shit with the ladies, and, you know, now I'm just getting laid all the time. So. Oh. Oh. Oh.
0: Well, Daniel, we have loved it, hated it, quoted it, and rated it, as we are wont to do. Which leaves one last thing for us to do. (laughs) And that's for me to wish you all to not just have a great week, but to make it so. And for Dan to say... Keep on
1: trekking.
0: Data! Also, you never got into Doctor no, Who, I, right? I mean, I did. I haven't finished it, but I do like it
1: a lot. Mm. The newest Doctor, Jodie Whittaker, is my favorite in quite some time. She's so fucking good. That's really exciting because I, of course, yeah. it was scandal because people are awful. But. Oh, she's so fucking perfect. She's so perfect. <laughs> so she'll stick around for more than one season. Mm-hmm. She's already done two. Perfection. Only one is available on HBO Max, but. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Let's fuck this shit up. Fuck it. it. Fuck it up.
0: Yes. I am your father.
1: Pardon me. <laughs> Keeping it.
0: <laughs> it's the Klingon ness. It just is so guttural, it's making my guts go. <laughs>